Welcome to the Wealth for Supplies DAODC podcast for March 2020. I'm John Baco. We are doing our best to keep up in the midst of the COVID-19 situation. And that means we've got a bit of new tech uh, we're working with today so that we can allow for our social distancing. We were scheduled to have Lakeland MP Shannon Stubbs as our guest this month to discuss her private member's bill, C-221, which is about decommissioning oil and gas wells. But unfortunately, uh, that didn't work out, obviously. And so we've uh, postponed the interview. And instead, joining me from his war room in Airdrie, Alberta, is our new special guest, CAODC President and CEO, my boss, Mark Schultz. Mark, are you there? Great to be here, John. Um, Obviously, uh, interesting times in terms of the new working conditions that uh, many of, uh, of our members and many Canadians from coast to coast to coast are experiencing, which is doing our best to deal with the lowering the transmission probability of COVID-19 and doing our part by hunkering down and um, working from home. And so that's where I'm, where I'm at right now in Airdrie. Excellent. Well, I should let the listeners know I am at the office, but it is kind of like uh, self-isolation because there's nobody here. So rest assured, I'm uh, doing my best to avoid people. <laughs> and uh, I think I came in contact with one other person uh, on the way into work today, and I was well within the six-meter or six-feet regulations. So we're doing our part here to contain the virus. And, you know, I laugh, but it's definitely not a uh, laughing matter. It's a very serious situation. And... Uh, great to see how the province has responded and how uh, the country is responding and hopefully we can get through this sooner than later. So I guess for the program today we'll do a quick industry update and then uh, we want Mark to talk about what's happened with, um, he's had some interesting phone calls today with various levels of government and um, we've also been working on some great initiatives as an association, and he can bring you up to speed on those. So we'll get right into the industry update brought to you by CAODC Rig Data, the most accurate and up-to-date rig data for Canadian drilling and well servicing. Uh, February's numbers were up again across the board year over year, and we're looking, we were anyway, looking at a pretty solid start to Q1. On the drilling side, operating days were up 13% year over year. We went from 5,562 to 6,423, which is an increase of 861 days. Active rigs for the four weeks in February were, oh, and four weeks plus a day was a leap year, so we get that extra day in there. Uh, We averaged 257 active rigs, which is up from 221 in 2019 an increase of 6,300 jobs year over year. Um, Last month, Alberta averaged 69% of the active rigs, 
Saskatchewan, 23%, BC, 6%, and Manitoba, 2%. This year, Alberta averaged 66%, Saskatchewan, 26%, BC, 6%, and Manitoba, 2%. So no change in BC or Manitoba year over year, but looks like Saskatchewan gained uh, 3% of Alberta's market share. So interesting stat there. On the service side, operating hours in February were up 5% over 2019 levels. The totals this year were 103,973 operating hours versus 98,748 in 2019, which is an increase of 5,225. The active working fleet this year was 519 rigs, which is down from 521 in February of last year uh, for a decrease of two rigs. The hours per working rig, however, were 136, up from 125 in 2019. So we had more hours on only two less working rigs this year. Uh, Working rigs on the service side are defined as the total number of registered rigs that have recorded hours in the month. So pretty straightforward. Um, From an active rig perspective on the service side, uh, which would be defined as the total number of registered rigs that have recorded at least one rig hour in the current calendar year, we are down about 20% from uh, 671 in 2019 to 576 this year. So a promising start to 2020 has suddenly come to an end in a hurry, unfortunately. Uh, I've heard from a couple members, and Mark has, uh, I know you've talked to a few as well, so jump in here, but, you know, I've heard that Q1 didn't really come to an abrupt end. Um, You know, some wells were put on hold or canceled a little bit earlier than they could have been, but, you know, I've also heard that a few operators out there are, still planning on going ahead, even in $30, $35 oil price environment. So, you know, it's, I think, a bit of a mixed bag in terms of what we might see uh, coming. Of course, everything's up in the air right now. What have you been hearing? Well, John, I mean, certainly we're in in, um, some unprecedented times. Um, You know, when we talk about $30 oil, you know, I'm just looking at my um my uh my index here for uh for the commodities and uh, you know we're looking at uh sub ten dollars for western canadian select and so the industry is trying to deal with uh a couple things one is dealing with a a serious a serious demand demand issue with respect to covid nineteen and uh and the uh the demand shock that, that is uh that is creating in terms of uh crude uh, consumption across the world mm-hmm. we're also dealing with a supply shock where we have the saudis and the russians uh playing a game of uh chicken so to speak and um flooding the market with with crude so we're really in um, we, we're getting hit from both ends of the economic spectrum. And I think speaking with our members um, across uh, Western Canada and, and, uh, and across Canada, quite frankly, 
Um, you know, people are scared. Uh, there's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of volatility. Um, but one of the things that I want to assure our members is that your association has your back, that the association is speaking with um, every level of government in, in all the relevant departments, and we are ensuring that our voices are heard as a, a drilling and service-free community, that um, we are going to advocate to get the supports and assistance that our members need in a timely basis. And quite frankly, we are going to be here for our members through thick and thin uh, in terms of trying to ensure that they have the liquidity and the supports necessary to get them through these incredibly difficult times. Um, so, I mean, I would say everything uh, is on the table. I would encourage members, um, if I haven't reached out to you uh, uh, directly upon the airing of this podcast, uh, um, stay tuned. Uh, I plan to reach out to every single one of our members to um, listen to your concerns, your stories, um, ways that you are um, trying to mitigate some of the the challenges that you're faced with. Um, but um, you know, we are um, we're trying to we're, we're we're trying to help the industry best navigate these uh, through these times. And so, you're so um, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, I just was going to, you know, just say every, all all options are on the table. We've we've talked to governments about everything from helping us, helping our members with uh, outstanding receivables. Uh, we've talked about uh, things like um, advocating for reduction in, or deferral and things like WCB premiums, uh, extension of oil and gas liens. Um, you know, things like uh, elimination of certain provincial excise fuel taxes, um, you know, suspension of, um, of commercial vehicle registration fees and trip permit fees. I mean, these are just some concepts uh, that we've tabled with the government, and we're very hopeful and encouraged, I think, that the government at all levels are taking this very seriously and the concerns of the uh, CAODC and the members it represents um, uh, and, and putting all these in consideration as they deal with aid packages for the industry. Yeah, we've seen uh, some really quick responses um, across the well, federally and provincially, um, and, and noticed that businesses are being targeted for well, maybe targets not the right word, but there there are some supports in place for business and some supports in place for individuals. Um, some of the business support includes corporate income tax, deferrals, um, utility payment holidays, loan deferrals, additional credit access. Um, and on the individual side, we've seen, uh, well, we've seen Alberta look at offering a, uh, a cash lump sum that I believe will be available through an online application next week, and that's a bridge amount until the federal funding gets going for individuals um, in April. Uh, of course, there's the 14 days of job-protected leave. Um, the EI waiting period has been waived. 
Uh, looks like 15 weeks of assistance is available through EI. So lots of things happening very quickly, and, and uh, it's a testament to, I guess, how serious the situation is, and it's great to see that these things are are in place. Um, you know, we were talking earlier, and, and our members have been through hard times for the last five years. I mean, nothing like this, obviously, but I think they're probably more prepared than other industries to deal with adversity. Um and you've talked to a few of them. How are things going? Like, what are you hearing? Well, I mean, I think I think it, it's at this stage, John. I think a lot of our guys, uh, I, as you had pointed out in your earlier remarks, were coming off a relatively good quarter. Um, you know, when we were entering 2020, we had some of the highest drilling recounts we've seen in about three years. Um, well servicing uh, and the utilization that we were seeing. Um, we're moving in the right direction. And so I think we have this, um, you know, we have the positivity coming off of, uh, you know, January, February. And, and then, of course, we had the pandemic as well as the oil shock. So I think I think right now what what is encouraging is we are coming off a, a relatively good quarter. We have spring break up in our midst, which is a natural break for the industry to retool and recalibrate some of their equipment and and uh and begin the the stages for you know the the second uh part of the year but we're really i think many of our members are are concerned that you know what is the activity if any um for the rest of the year and i think many people do not see this as a short-term dilemma that the industry is going to be faced with this is this is a very, I think this is a, this is a long-term potentially, um, at least for the duration of 2020, uh, in terms of having an impact and potentially, um, moving into 2021, depending on, um, everything from how the public health care system deals with, um, urgent and acute cases, dealing with, you know, when is a vaccine going to be coming onto the market and available for the public? Uh, and there is going to be a lot of, um, I think, just challenges dealing with uh, things like unemployment and businesses that um, maybe they don't make it through um, these times. And so, you know, the, this is a this is a world global issue um, that is going to take time to correct itself. And so I think what members are saying to me is that I, I, I think there's just the there's a there's a, a degree of uh, uncertainty and unknowns as to what the future holds. So you know it's a rapidly changing issue for our, our industry. Um, we are constantly um, everything from new COVID cases to um, you know to new revised budgets from uh, oil and gas companies um, to trying to keep our uh, to keep our uh, senior people engaged and in the business. I mean, I think one of the greatest, well, short of liquidity and uh, and revenue, I think our our the other greatest risk to our industry, John, is is our people and how are we going to be able to keep our men and women engaged um, and part of the industry. I mean, back in you know 2015 when. We went through the rough, uh, the energy beginning stages of the energy recession in Western Canada. We lost, um, 
you know, tens of thousands of people in our industry, recognizing back in 2014, you know, this industry used to employ uh, upwards of 75,000 people direct and indirect. Today, before the pandemic, um, it was in the ballpark of 25,000. So we've already shed 50,000 people. Um, those people obviously have moved on. They found different careers. And now what we're doing is we're trying to struggle to ensure that the remaining people in this business, which is a smaller subset of, of, of what we, we, we used to employ in this industry, we got to keep those people around because if we lose our key people at this stage, it's going to be very, very difficult uh, during a recovery period to train people, get people competent in the areas that they need to be to ensure that we can have safe operations. Yeah, for sure. So any individuals out there uh, who are looking for support, check your various provincial websites. Um, and then, of course, uh, the federal government website. There are links on those websites to any sort of support initiatives that are that are happening. Um, we know the provincial ones are in place to backstop the federal ones, which should be beginning in April. So... Um, yeah, it's, it's incredibly tough on the workforce. As you mentioned, uh, you know, we were sort of working with a skeleton crew to begin with. And so I don't suspect this is going to help at all, but here's hoping we can hold on. I mean, there's talk of, of course, funding for the Orphan Well Association, and it sure would be nice to get some long-term programs in place for well reclamation and, and try to at least stabilize the well servicing side of things um, with some long-term work and allow those companies to, to bring new people in, uh, give them stable work, get them trained up, um, and at least establish a little bit of stability in that area. Drilling, of course, is a, a different animal, and we'll have to see what happens with uh, if there are incentives that we can put in place or any kind of support methods to, to try to get us through. Um, as you mentioned, the other big issue is the fact that nobody knows how long this is going to last. So incredibly difficult. Um, you had also wanted to talk about some of the initiatives the association was working on for the year and, uh, you know, sort of prior to any of this happening. Of course, we should mention the fact that we are postponing our annual luncheon. Uh, the AGM and special meeting will still be taking place as scheduled on uh, March 27th via conference call. Uh, there is information floating around on email about that, but the actual luncheon itself we are postponing and we're hoping to still um, put on because it's a very popular networking event. Uh, there certainly will be lots to talk about there, so stand by. We will keep you posted on that. Uh, obviously, who knows when uh, the possibility might be, but we're hoping for sooner than later. So stay tuned there. Um, but yeah, as far as other initiatives, Mark? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, the work of the CIODC and, you know, the other areas that we have been trying to assist our members on the regulatory front will proceed, although um, obviously the the focus of government um, at all levels is, is on public health and dealing with COVID-19. But um, what I can tell you is uh, I, 
this morning, I was able to um, to talk uh, with a number of people in Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan government. We are within weeks away from uh, penning and signing a um, a transportation MOA with the Saskatchewan government insurance or the Saskatchewan government. And that will provide meaningful support and relief to our service rig members in Saskatchewan. One of the things that um, were there's kind of two two pieces to it. One is a a permanent extension to the PMBI's per, uh, uh, provincial uh, motor vehicle inspection, uh, or what we, or commonly known as a CBIP. And so that's going to be extended uh, from annually to every, once every five years with no requirement for a semi-annual inspection. And the other one is uh, an exemption from a safety fitness certificate. Um, one of the other things I wanted to mention um, is actually, this is just hot off the press, John. So this actually just came to me here in an email is we have been working with Energy Safety Canada on extending well control and H2S Alive tickets um, so that uh, a our people are are don't have to go to unnecessary courses um, as COVID-19 um, continues to uh, penetrate society here. But what we Energy Safety Canada is announcing that all tickets um, that are expiring between uh, January and September will be uh, extended to September 1st, 2020. So H2S Alive and Well Control tickets, if you have guys that are expiring, in many cases, the ticket typically expires in and around spring breakup because that's where most of our guys are going to be going and doing their training. Those will be extended to September 1st, 2020. So breaking a, news. Yeah, it's breaking news. And, uh, you know, it, uh, I think this was a good demonstration of, uh, of support and leadership from Energy Safety Canada to our industry. Well, that's excellent. We got to get a uh, some kind of an audio uh, sound effect for breaking news. I'll work on that. The first breaking news we've had on the uh, Well, of course, supplies CAODC podcast. So exciting times, indeed. And so um, the other couple of the other pieces um, that we continue to work on, although certainly are going to be uh, delayed, but um, what we're still going to be pushing for things like uh, dealing with things like the British Columbia healthcare tax, um, employer healthcare tax in BC, uh, dealing with things like PST in the province of Saskatchewan, uh, working on and continue working on uh, issues with respect to hours of service for service rig um uh constituency and uh and obviously uh, ensuring that our members have access to as many resources as possible and i know we'll be sending out communications uh, in the near future about federal and provincial programs that exist for support for our members so that um, they can uh, we can help assist in terms of navigating through some of those fairly complex uh programs and providing our members the support they need to uh, be able to get the assistance that uh, that they need right now. Well, that's fantastic. Um, I guess the other pressing question is, how are you going to deal with uh, three kids in this uh, quarantine environment here? 
Are they, well, it's how not are they e- doing? Yeah, it's not easy. I can tell you. I think there's probably a lot of people in the same same uh, situation as me. But I have uh, got three young kids, and uh, my my home office has. Um, uh, windows to your clear windows that uh, look out to the uh, kitchen here and my kids are constantly just kind of sitting out there peering in through the windows so I'm probably <laughs> looking at putting some uh, a tarp over the over the doors so that they think that I'm actually out of the office or out of the out of the house so but um, you know look I mean it's uh, these are unusual circumstances I think many people with small families are are facing the exact same situation and you just you know we we try to manage as best we can and uh we're going to get through these times john i know and our industry is going to be certainly different but we are going to be stronger through these times and i i know it's difficult to talk about what the future looks like in the midst of a storm but rest assured our industry will be stronger than ever. We will get through these times. And one of the things I want to ensure our members uh, clearly hear directly from me is that the Canadian Association of Oil Well Drilling Contractors uh, will ensure that the voice of our members is heard at the highest levels of government in every every corner uh, corner office within parliament or the legislature to ensure that our members needs are being heard and and and, and addressed and as we um as we deal with uh, obviously it's been it's been a very long 5 years and it's going to be an even longer year or maybe 2 years um but i guess the promise is is that um you know our industry is going to get through this, and we're and 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 um, there are calmer seas, I guess, on the horizon. All right. Well, I guess before we leave, I'll just for everyone at home looking for something to watch, we'll give you the CAODC top five movie or or television show recommendations. Number one would be Hellfighters. I believe that's John Wayne. Not sure what year it would be. There Will Be Blood, of course, great movie. Mark, you've seen that one. The Beverly Hillbillies, which is a great uh, show. I don't know how many seasons there were, but if you could find that, you'll definitely have a few hours of entertainment there. Miracle in East Texas, another great oil movie. And, of course, Deepwater Horizon, which I still haven't seen yet, so I'm going to have to sit down maybe this weekend and... uh, and watch that one. I hear it's quite good. Which have you seen any of those, Mark? Other than uh, there, there will be actually blood? there will be blood is probably one of my favorite uh, favorite movies for sure. I'm uh, certainly certainly staying away from any pandemic shows at this point. Uh, although <laughs> yeah. although one of my favorite absolutely all time favorites with uh, uh, Hoffman um, uh, outbreak um, was right. is. Uh, one of my one of my classic favorites, but I'll I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that one on the down low until we kind of get through this uh, these uh, COVID nineteen. So yeah, it's probably a good idea. Well, thank you very much, Mark, for joining us remotely on the uh, March edition of the Well Core Supply CAODC podcast. 
Uh, of course, thanks to our sponsor, Weldcore Supplies, the filler metal experts. Weldcore is proud to support those who are working hard to keep our country running. Proud to be a Canadian-owned welding filler metal supply company in a country that has the highest environmental and human rights standards in the world. Weldcore supports ethical oil. Weldcore supports the Canadian oil and gas sector. The world needs ethical oil. The world needs Canadian oil. Let Weldcore Supplies help you make that happen. Um, we hope everyone is staying safe and getting through this. Uh, very trying times. Um, but as Mark said, uh, the association is here to support your businesses, and we'll be providing you with links to information on uh, accessing some of the support services as time goes on and as these are announced and updated. So stay tuned um, for that. Um, and we'll, I guess we'll, we'll talk to you again in April, hopefully with, uh, with some better news. So thanks again for listening. Take care. Oh, and uh, keep it turning to the right.